Hey everybody, welcome to episode 34 of Two Views Movies Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And today we are on the fifth installment of the Jurassic Park franchise, but the second installment of the Jurassic World franchise. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. It is about a volcanic eruption threatens the remaining dinosaurs on the island of Isla Nublar, where the creatures have freely roamed for several years after the demise of an animal theme park known as Jurassic World. Claire Deering, the former park manager, has now founded the Dinosaur Protection Group, an organization that dedicated to protecting the dinosaurs. To help with her cause, Claire has recruited Owen Grady, a former dinosaur trainer who worked at the park, to prevent the extinction of the dinosaurs once again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, way too wordy for what this movie is. <laughs> They're trying to get the dinosaurs off the island. Yeah. It's about to explode. Right. That's it. Yep. Directed by Juan Antonio Bayona, who has done A Monster Calls, The Impossible, and The Orphanage. And as far as the cast goes, there's some other people sprinkled throughout, but we're just going to say Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, and then of that guy. And the what? And of that guy. Which one's the that guy? Cromwell. Is he the bad guy? He's the president in every movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I, you mean, <laughs> you, you're actually saying his real name, James, James Cromwell. <laughs> James the Cromwell, okay. the actor. We, we refer to people so much by character names. I was like, wait, who's Cromwell? I was thinking that was like the bad guy's name. But yeah, you actually called him by his real name. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he's because always, he's a that guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is very much a that guy. He's been around forever. Yeah, and he's always, he's, I always feel like he's a, a president uh, in some, yeah. some role. And I don't even know what movie that's from. But yeah, he's, and I always think of him in L.A. Confidential, which he's like the main uh, head person. I don't know what they call him of the LAPD in that movie, but he's always stately is what I would say. Yes, right? always in a suit. He's never not been in a suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my, my main issue with, with this is the marketing, and I think this affected me far more than the movie being bad did. Well, you talked about this in the preview too. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the first trailer shows them on the island – and the it erupting, and there was a couple scenes I wish they would have left out in that one of the T-Rex saving him because you know that they meant for that to be a big scene. Basically, it's all about them running away from the exploding volcano. And you knew there was more to the movie, but you just wanted to, okay, you know, you got it's a Jurassic, Jurassic Park. If, if you love Jurassic Park, you're going to come see this movie. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't need much else. If you don't like Jurassic Park, you're probably not going to see this movie anyway. Well, so I like I don't like Jurassic Park, and I saw the movie. Well, you also have to do it for for work, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And so the f- first trailer, you know, okay, I'm good, whatever. The second trailer truly walks you through every scene and every plot line of this movie. And so I was sitting there waiting for the next scene that I've already seen mm-hmm. to to happen. And so I knew exact. I knew they were getting off the island. I knew they were taking a T Rex, T Rex with them because they were in the crate with the T Rex. I knew the raptor was going to help him fight the the new bad dinosaur. I knew the new bad dinosaur. Probably the end scene was on top of that glass roof. The entire movie, I'm sitting there waiting for this piece by piece. They threw in a couple other crappy plot points, but I've seen everything that's cool to see. 
already. And that really took away from this movie. Cool is being put in quotes it by is. me right now. Air quotes. Cool. <laughs> you and me both in this case. Yes. There, there weren't anything, there wasn't anything to look forward to because they, they've already shown it to you yeah. and, and marketing people, please take a lesson from this because it's, it's terrible. I hate it when they do that. Do you think it was intentional though? Like maybe they realized that the movie they had on their hands was not very good. So they needed to do, put anything and everything they could into the trailer to get people excited to go see it. It's kind of like laying all your cards on the table, right? If you've got nothing else to hide, or I mean, if you've got nothing else to show is what I should say. I don't think it, it added anything. I mean, I guess, I guess you, you mentioned that it made it more of a, almost a horror movie by the scenes that they chose. The the feel of the second trailer, yeah, it, it gave a like a haunted house feel, right? It, it turned from action movie running away from a volcano to there's dinosaurs hunting somebody in a house, which felt kind of horror-ish. And it wasn't really. Oh, well, no. I mean, I should say they went for that kind of feel, like creepy dinosaurs stalking you in a house type thing. It just didn't come across well. No. But that's what they went for in that last act of the movie. But again, I knew, I knew it was going to happen because we saw the raptor attack it. We saw, but I, I guess Star Lord say, "Hey, go get him, Blue," and then. But I guess part of me though is kind of like, I've seen all of this before in all the Jurassic movies. It feels like more than any other franchise, maybe other than like Fast and Furious, Jurassic movies just recycle the same things over and over again. Oh, we've got a new dinosaur. Oh, this dinosaur is going to save the day. These people are trying to kill the poor dinosaurs. We wanna, it, it's, I mean, what what new has there been in a Jurassic movie since The Lost World? Well, they they in Jurassic World, the the newest, the one right before this, they added that the raptors were being trained, and so sure, so now you have the raptors on the good side, which is a fun kinky kinky. kinky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is a fun kind of new new thing that, that you yeah. add to that movie, but you need to leave it in that movie. And so yeah. it's, a, okay, the raptors were fighting on the same side to attack this big new dinosaur. Okay, fine. But the raptors and the T-Rex, the way that they keep making them the heroes, really detract from the series. You needed to, the raptors that in the first three Jurassic Parks were that was the villain because they're all around you at all times, always hunting you. That's the 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 fear of terror when you're when you're watching these movies is where are the raptors? Because they always say how smart they are. And when you see one, it's already too late. And type of type of mentality. Here you take that away and you have one one creature that you have to be worried about, it, you lose a lot of that. And then and the coolest creature, you know, you get the T Rex and you get the, the raptors and they're on your side, and so it's like, okay, you know, it takes a lot of that away from me. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said, too, about, like, the two different types of fear, right? Like, even thinking all the way back to the first Jurassic Park, the T-Rex is scary because you feel him coming from a mile away, right? You, right. The earth shakes. The raptors are scary because you don't hear or see them coming. Right. And I don't feel like any of the remaining movies have ever really played out that angle like if anything you would think that in this movie if you're going for a haunted house feel that that would be what was scary is that you can't hear this thing coming but i mean you can so here you're getting to the fun fun plot of this we have the indominus rex from the previous movie so jurassic world which they created which they created with a combination of t-rex and raptor right 
along with a few other dinosaurs. But then they combine that one with a raptor to make it more raptor. <laughs> right. And so it's a fourth of the size and smarter so they can train it because they saw a video of Chris Pratt training Blue. And they right. said, oh, let's have a trained weaponized dinosaur. And so you just have this one one creature that's chasing them that, again, it, it, it's just a chase. No, mm-hmm. that's all there, there's no suspense there's no there's not even a scene where they're hiding in a room hoping it passes them by it's it's right there and it's chasing them yeah and so you do, you don't ever it's more more of an action than any sort of suspense whatsoever and it's even just bad action yeah that's entirely true i laughed pretty hard though when they somehow i i didn't quite grasp this it's either through genetics or through training or both that they taught the new dinosaur how to attack something that's had a laser focused on it. Yeah. <laughs> so they basically like going back to, I think that's an old like Tom Clancy thing, a movie like clear and present danger, but you know, you can paint a target with a laser. Right. So that's what they can it, do. With it was, this. that was clear and present danger. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad I got that one. Right. But you can paint a target with a laser and then you click the button, and the dinosaur goes and attacks it. This new dinosaur. Yeah, it was like the sound wave or something that, that I hit. Don't know. <laughs> and yeah, then, it, and then it goes and attacks, which is one of the many problems of the plot with this movie. But getting back to the basics, it's just the fact that how they use the dinosaurs. So you can have a pretty weak plot, but still have an okay movie running away from dinosaurs if you just do it right. You know that the dinosaurs looked cool. I mean, they, they looked good. Just like they did back in what nineteen ninety three when the first one came out, they do a good job of effects. You know, so I have no complaints on the effects side whatsoever. But the just just how you use them, you can make new good movies with these creatures without creating new creatures each time that don't exist. I think the problem is dinosaurs are just one dimensional. They they don't and they tried to give him a little bit more personality by saying they're trainable and they've tried to make the raptors good and it recognizes Chris Pratt again in this movie and all that but like you know when you they're basically mindless killing machines and so there's only so much that you can do with that like I was trying to think to me we're gonna jump way forward the end of this movie when the dinosaurs are back on the mainland and they've been let go and they're running free now mm-hmm. it gave me vibes of Rise of the Planet of the Apes where the apes go off into the forest. But the difference is apes are intelligent. There was a whole story world that you could see being built with dinosaurs. Like, all right, so you've got like 20 dinosaurs running around now. All different species. So how are they going (laughs) to... Right, exactly. (laughs) So there's just, I I think that's a lot of my problem with this whole franchise is that dinosaurs are just very, very one dimensional. And there's only so much you can do with them because I haven't seen Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World. I have not seen that since... It came out in theaters when I was a kid, but I do remember it involves them bringing dinosaurs back to the mainland in a King Kong style manner. Right. With the T-Rex. Yeah. And that's what happens in this movie. So it's like everything in Jurassic Park feels like a rehash because I just feel like there's not, not much you can do with it. You know, you and I have talked about this. I talked about in the preview, but I can only see dinosaurs so many times before I'm like, I've seen, yeah, it's a giant brontosaurus walking. This is, we're on the fifth time now of me seeing this. It's not cool or fascinating anymore. I mean, maybe for the kids who are seeing it for the first time it is. But for me, as a 36-year-old guy who's grown up with Jurassic Park, it's not not cool or new. Stop showing it. Well, I think the only reason they showed it in this movie was because they were about to show it dying 
Yeah, but and, he, and tried to get an emotional response of, yeah. hey, this brontosaurus that you've seen five times already <laughs> right. is now finally dead. So <laughs> I hated so, that scene. Did you? What did you think of that? I I felt like I knew why they were doing it, but yeah. also the movie at that point. I mean, the plot was so uh, okay, and it's early on when it, that happens. So if the plot's rel- all- relatively early on, I mean, we're still we're over halfway through the movie by that point. No, it was just when they were getting off the island. Exactly. It took so long to get to the island and then get off it. Man, I guess I so lost a sense of time. In it, that movie. It, so the, the, the main, my, I keep saying the main problem I have, but there's so <laughs> many, there's so many main <laughs> problems is this is a sequel. So this is a sequel to Jurassic World. We already know the characters. We already know the people involved. And so you should have been able to just dive right into the action. You should have just been able to take it. Here's a little, little twist and... And let's go. You, you don't have to do that character building that you do in the first uh, incarnation. They spent the first half of this movie introducing a whole new character that didn't exist in the first four movies and a whole new backstory of, oh, John Hammond's had a partner and here's a new estate. And I don't even know how this guy is part of the estate. I'm sure they said it, but I, I didn't never got his connection to it. He's I think he was just chosen to like run, run the company, run the company because Cromwell's health was going down, which is dumb. But I even looked back on Jurassic World's Wikipedia group that they had, and to see, I go, did I miss this Lockwood connection somewhere along the way? Nope, they just made him up for this movie. Of he and Hammonds created Jurassic Park, even though we never heard of him in four movies so far. Like, why are we spending so much backstory on this just to get them to his house? Yeah, you know, and then introduce this this moral dilemma of cloning his daughter. I mean, yeah. I mean, is that, is that what we're, we're trying to do and introduce that way? It just, it wasted so much time to get to the point of, we just want to see freaking dinosaurs. Right. You know, and like, okay. And so that's why it took so long to get to the Island. And then the Island was pretty weak once we were there. Yeah. And you have the rest of the movie of them transporting again. You didn't get many dinosaurs. They're all in a cage the entire time. Yeah. I don't disagree, but even what we did see of the dinosaurs is just stuff we've seen all before. They're on a cage. Every one of them is in a cage. Well, yeah, once you get off of the the island. I mean, they do have to run from a few dinosaurs while they're on the island in a volcano and stuff. But a collective three and a half minutes? Yeah, it's not very much. Maybe. Yeah. I, I love how um, <laughs> this happens twice in the movie, but they they spend a couple of minutes of dialogue talking about how great these dinosaurs are at being hunters. Like when, when Chris Pratt has to go find blue, they're like, Oh, you'll, sure. they'll smell you a mile away. Yeah. And yet he just walks right up on blue. Right. I mean, not, not, not that blue was trying to attack him or anything, but you know, if her sense of smell is that good, she could sense Chris Pratt was there. She did. That's why she walked up on him. But they do it later too when they they're trying to auction off the new dinosaur. I don't even know what it was called. The Indoraptor. Okay, the Indoraptor. They're trying to auction it off, and they're going through all its stats. Right, like here's what we've trained it to do, and it's mm-hmm. like the best predator ever. Well, then later on when they're running from it in the house, it's standing on top of a statue, and they are right under it, and it has no idea that they're there. That's the T Rex part of it. I couldn't see them when they weren't moving. No, yeah, no, I, I don't know, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you talk, you talk this thing up like it's a, an incredible hunter and an killing invincible machine, killing yeah. machine, and it can't sense prey four feet away, literally <laughs> under its nose. So, and again, I get it. Some of that's movie logic. It's just 
I, you, I've seen it way too many times. I, I can't do Jurassic movies anymore. So you brought up a, a plot point of they brought the dinosaurs to an auction in this mansion to sell. Yeah, so to, so to your point earlier, it's Cromwell's mansion. Cromwell gets offed by his right-hand man who you were talking about. And the whole point is that the right-hand man guy wants to make boat loads of money by selling his dinosaurs. His goal was three, $300 million of selling off these dinosaurs. Yeah, he wanted to sell these dinosaurs so he could make more Indoraptors and make even more money selling those. Because right. remember he said, like, well, we're going we're gonna to fund this by selling these dinosaurs. Right. So he was selling regular dinosaurs to make more weaponized dinosaurs. Right? Get, okay. Right? I'm kind of asking. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, but I just so they're selling the Indoraptor, and he is so pleased that somebody this weaponized genetic raptor that can hunt and kill, and they've trained for however long to to do what they need to do. He's so excited for twenty four million that I'm sitting there thinking, how much does it cost to to make a dinosaur? Well, can, you know, can we ask like, how much it would cost just to build the facilities that he has in his house? They stored a brontosaurus in the basement of this house. They did. They did. I mean, this thing has to be stories deep of this. House. I mean, the house alone probably cost a billion dollars, uh, along with the equipment. Like you yeah. said, yeah, to make a dinosaur. Uh, and 20, so I, Twenty-four I, million cannot be good ROI. No, no. And I was looking at uh, it, Business Insider, uh, <laughs> and so they they actually they're they're doing it based on the Lost World, the first one. Yeah, and, and they're pricing different things out. And to extract the DNA from a mosquito and create a, they said create a dog was like $150,000, but to create a dinosaur was like $9 million. That's just to, to create it and much less feed and train and, and whatever. And I'm sitting there, $24 million. And they, and they had all these numbers of just enclosures, like if it were a zoo, how much it would cost. And to build Jurassic World was, was like $132 billion or something like that. Yeah. And so I'm just sitting there thinking he is so excited for $24 million of this highly trained weaponized dinosaur. And I was like, I feel like that should be a hundred million at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. And with so, you. so that the whole auction piece was, was taking me out of it. I mean, sure. If you're in a ankylosaurus, that's a tank, you know, type dinosaur. Yeah. And you paid 10 million bucks for it. I mean, I guess, I don't know what you do with that, but just yeah. to have a dinosaur, but I, <laughs> right. I still think that you're, you're getting ripped off on how much it takes to actually build one. Yeah. The auction scene killed me too, because it's such a cliche, right? Whenever you have some kind of auction scene like this in a movie, there's always like every country represented billionaire. Yeah. There's like there's, from every <laughs> yeah Russian billionaires, some Yakuza in there. There's, right. there's always, it's a, it's a smorgasbord of, you know, evil bad guys from around the world. Right. Speaking of evil bad guys, can we get to Buffalo Bill here for a minute? Oh God, that was Buffalo Bill. Th did you not recognize him? I honestly like there's, rubs the lotion. Yeah. <laughs> he looked familiar and I knew I had seen him. I didn't bother to look him up. And it was one of those where I was just kind of so blah and irritated in the movie theater that like I, I didn't even want to expend any mental energy trying to sort out where I knew this guy from. <laughs> Well, he, Buffalo Bill. Well, he was a uh, he was the hunter that uh, they contracted to bring the dinosaurs in. Yeah, kind of paramilitary, but I not guess. really. I don't know. They didn't explain it very well. No, and so and throughout the movie, he's collecting teeth. Right now, he says when he he op and this is this is really the only reason they had him in the movie at all is to let the Indoraptor free. I think. Yeah. 
So he goes in there, he tranks them and go tranks her, excuse me, and and walks in to pull the teeth out. And I thought it made sense if he was pulling the teeth out to sell them. But he says, this is going to make a fine necklace. Yeah. Like, are you risking your life for a necklace? Right, but that yes, like is that is that? But I did right right before that. I meant to mention this, but he walks into the room with the Indoraptor after dinosaurs are freed and chasing everybody out, and he goes, "I want my bonus." I was like, "That's what you're thinking about right now." They'll pay you in a minute. There's dinosaurs running (laughs) running free right now, and you say, "I want my bonus." Right, but that goes to like every character in this movie makes the worst decisions and dumbest decisions imaginable. Like the whole movie is predicated on the fact that every character you see on the screen will make the dumbest choice possible. And yeah. that's like this guy. He thinks that it's okay to just go in the Indoraptor cage after he shoots it with a couple of darts, hoping that it's asleep to yank out its teeth. But did you see the Indoraptor trick him with his tail? Oh, of course. I think that dinosaur plays dead twice on two different scenes. I can't think of which ones they are. He's <laughs> like, why? Yeah, it's so dumb. And, and that that scene is remarkably dumb, but what you said happens right before it is even worse. Like when the ankylosaurus whatever dinosaur from downstairs gets out and it's the, ramming things the headbutting one i forget what that's called yeah. I, yeah so chris pratt gets it to headbutt a brick wall like over and over again by whistling at it mm-hmm. okay and he's fine doing that but then he hits a steel beam and he's concussed like a looney tunes cartoon you know you can almost hear like the, the birds chirping over its head yeah. and then it finally goes upstairs and starts ramming into people and again like looney tunes Bodies are just flying everywhere, not in a cool way, but it's it's cartoonish. The you yeah. can't see the dinosaur, but you just see bodies, and I can't describe it. It might sound cool as we describe it. Oh, bodies flying everywhere! No, it <laughs> looks really, really stupid. Yeah, the whole let's genetically engineer a new dinosaur is is has been done twice now, and let's just be done with it. Yeah, I think the problem is they don't know where to go. Well, again, like I mentioned before, I think you need to go back to basics and which uh, who knows what they're setting up for the future. So they have, you know, they're all released into America. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Okay. James Cromwell has a granddaughter running around this mansion, which is, again, is the first part of the first half of the movie when they're trying to explain who everybody is. And she loves dinosaurs. And her mom was killed in a car wreck and she's being raised and taken care of by a nanny. And she keeps hinting at, do I look like my mom, you know, and James has a book on his lap that they never let you see who the mom is. And so I feel like I I know a lot of the, the Jurassic Park history. And so I'm going through my mind of, okay, who are they going to make her mom? Because clearly they're trying to do a reveal here. And so I'm going through each movie. I'm like, well, no, that was Hammond's granddaughter, so that wouldn't work. And so I'm going through and like, that's Dr. Grant's girlfriend, but don't you think they would have brought up if they were partners? Yeah. yeah. So so I'm going through all these these logical things that could have happened until I'm actually disappointed that it took me as long as it did, but I did get to the, oh, he just cloned his daughter. Yeah. His daughter died in a car wreck. They, they, they laid that up for me. He cloned his daughter and this is the new clone. Well, and supposedly him doing that is what caused the rift between him and uh, the original Doctor Hammond. Yeah, but I'm not sure that timeline works. It did, out very I was well. just about to mention it doesn't, and so maybe it was just the desire to do it. Maybe 
and maybe there's many failed attempts because she was what 10 ish yeah yeah and if you follow the events of like jurassic park i'm sure that he died hammond died well before 2008 oh yeah because that was he died before jurassic world because he gave it to that other guy okay who's, and that's who built jurassic world so yeah whole timeline doesn't mesh yeah i didn't all. i didn't know it and i didn't bother to look it up but i was like this is not this is not yeah. adding up okay so she's a clone and they get to the end which and- so when that's revealed because the, the bad guy reveals that to, I think, her, her being the girl, and Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. Right. And they just don't even bat an eye about it. Like, okay, she's a clone. Yeah. I mean, they don't care at all. I'm just like, wouldn't you think that you'd be like, what in the Or at hell? least like, step back and look at her? Yeah. No. I don't even think they glance down. No, I they don't think kinda, so either. They put her behind them. Yeah. You know? I mean, yes, there's dinosaurs running around killing everybody, right. so in priorities, but yeah. it's, uh, yeah, they didn't even... No. No. They didn't care. Nope. Yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> and so they get to the, so the end, the Indoraptor has been killed by Blue, you know, and then all the other dinosaurs in the basement. Somehow there's a toxic gas leak yeah, in the basement. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how that happened. One um, of the dinosaurs ran into it. I think it was somebody was shooting something downstairs or I don't know. Okay. Whatever. There, there's yeah. a gas leak and it's poisonous and it's filling yes. up the room. All the dinosaurs are suffocating. They open the gates. So they're all out in this lobby, but they don't want to open the gates to let them out into the world because that would be irresponsible. Right. But they make you think that Bryce Dallas Howard might because she's basically the human, the, the PETA of dinosaurs, right? right. So you, she goes through a whole dilemma and then decides not to push the button. But then Clone Girl right. pushes it and says, they're just like me. They're clones. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but they eat people. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and so and you, could just you just tell, murdered like, thousands of people. <laughs> that was supposed to be some big moment. Like, oh, they're just like me. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just groaned. Clone like, rights. Yeah. Our city. <laughs> yeah. So that was dumb. So, but now dinosaurs are across the U.S. setting up Jurassic America. And we'll see what they do. Yeah, with like that. I remember reading a lot of articles after this, um, skimming on the internet, and they're like, "Oh, it, it really sets up Jurassic World 3. I'm like, "For what? There was 20 dinosaurs in there, so all, all, all of different species. Yeah. So they're not going to mate. So somebody help me understand how. Well, okay, they did show lots of different people have different vials of dinosaur well, okay yes that part is true but i'm saying just the concept of dinosaurs being out and about they're not hard to find which the majority of them anyway but which kind of did okay correct me if i'm wrong didn't that sort of happen in jurassic world one though because the flying dinosaurs got out so wouldn't they be somewhere already anyways jurassic world yeah i thought like there was a flying the flying dinosaur section i thought somebody broke the glass ceiling and they got out I don't know. Well, I could be making stuff up. Yeah, they are out in World and they are out in Jurassic Park 3, but they don't go f- beyond the, the island. Why? They can't, they can't get to the mainland. They're gliders. It's just, I, I guess I didn't understand why people are like, oh, it's setting up such a, like, what, what's the big setup? The fact that she's a clone? Where are they going to go with human cloning? Is that really where we want the Jurassic Park franchise to go? Because <laughs> I can see that in every <laughs> shitty sci-fi movie that's out there. And then is 20 dinosaurs really enough? 
to do like at least how with, hard would it be to track down 20 dinosaurs and, and kill them right? right like okay let's drop in some f-14s and end this thing at least with not even that you don't need that to kill a dinosaur no i know i'm just they I'm, clearly trapped them with no problem to bring them there right i i'm just saying like it's an easy solvable problem rise of the planet of the apes got around this because the flu spread around and, and killed, killed all the, the humans. humans yeah but th- there's nothing like that in this so the dinosaur uh, floated you didn't see that <laughs> right. at the end i just don't understand where it's going i i don't know i can't do jurassic park movies anymore see and i like jurassic park movies and i was so disappointed in this one that not only did i see the entire movie but the thoughtlessness put into it just angered me yeah i I think, you know, I'll give it a little bit of credit. I felt like it tried to keep momentum going. I, I never felt like there was too much of a lull. in sp- Like, to your point, it took a little while to get to the island, but there was still some stuff happening while they're trying to do that. I, I guess once it hit the island, it kept going. It just, none of the action was overly good. It's just kind of, it's a good pace. Just the content of the pace is not very good. Yeah. All right, so I think we're... I think we're about done talking about Jurassic World. Yeah. I don't know that I have much more in me. I think so. It's only going to get worse. All right. So let's go through our our usual wrap up here. Okay. What did you rate it and why? I gave it a two. And again, and I'm a fan of the series. And so I'm a different two than you are. But it's just a, it's a waste. It's a wasted potential and, and just directed really and written very poorly. Yeah, I I can see some fairly competent directing, if that makes sense. I think the writing is what killed it. Writing, but a good director's got to know this does not work. Yeah, I just don't know how, in the movie business, how much control a director has over the writing. Like, this is the script they're given, the studio says, make it. And he's filming it, and he says, that's crap, let's say and yeah. do something else. And the studio <laughs> says, we just made, like, $400 million in China in one week, so shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's uh, your favorite moment? Favorite moment, which... Surprise, surprise, it was in the trailer. Uh, but it was when uh, Chris Pratt said, uh, if I don't make it back, remember, you're the one who made me come here. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> so was, that was like the only real Chris Pratt moment. He had like three. Okay. And, and, and to me, you know, I said, I go, that's what Han Solo would have said. You know, it kinda, and they were all the beginning. And it was kind of that smart ass, you know, I like you, but I'm, but I'm kind of being stubborn right now. Yeah. And so I was like, that, that's very Han Solo, you know? And so, but, but that line. So I'll, I'll derail us for just a second. I'm beginning to have doubts about Chris Pratt. Don't even go there. It's not, it's not worth it. Everything outside of Guardians 1 and Avengers has been kind of disappointing. No, I, have, I haven't seen the rest of his filmography. I haven't seen Passengers, which I know you don't like. Um, it's not going to win you over Moneyball. He has too small of a part to matter. Magnificent seven. It's not a good movie in general, but, yeah. I, but I can't say that he does bad in it. Yeah. These Jurassic worlds. He was good in the, in the first one. He was all right. I'm he just was, saying, I'm just good. saying there, there's, I'm not at a red flag. I'm at a yellow flag. Yeah. We have, <laughs> he's been warned. He's, he's, hey, he's got caution. a yellow card. Yeah, we're in, we're in some <laughs> caution right now. Chris Pratt is, he needs some some better movies. Okay. All right. What's one thing you would change about this? Make the Raptors evil again. You know, enough of this being on the human side. They they, they do the terror. Your only hope of that is to get Raptors versus Raptors, and because they've already established good Raptors, so they're going to need bad Raptors to come back for Jurassic and World Three. However, they do it. A group of Raptors that are hunting people. Sure, I'm fine with. <laughs> All right. 
uh, watch this in the theater or watch it on the couch? This would be a theater type movie, but it's so bad that watch it on the couch and don't pay for it. I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of you. That's fine. I'm ahead of you on that. All right. Well, I think I can tell where you're going to go with these next two, but popcorn <laughs> movie or art house film? This is a popcorn movie. Oscar or Razzie? This deserves a Razzie. It deserves. That's the first time you usually always hedge. You're like, oh, more of a Razzie than no, an Oscar. The, but you are coming the, straight the, out this, saying, this, I'm give s- it a Razzie. Give the people who made the trailer a Razzie for sure. <laughs> hey, they got you. Track them down. They got you in the scene. I was there with the title, you know. That's their trailer. You, you, said, you said Chris Pratt plus Jurassic Park. I'm there. Trailer I'm guy. There. Trailer guy's job is to get your butt in the seat. So he <laughs> he succeeded. He did not. <laughs> All right. Fill in the blank. If you liked blank, you would like this movie. I said if you liked Journey to the Center of the Earth with Brennan Fraser, then you'd probably like this. Oh, because you couldn't say Journey too, because it's got the rock. Because it has the rock. But Journey, it's such a bad movie that if you like that bad movie, then then you'll like this. Sure, I can see that. Okay. So your rating? Would you give it, and why? I gave it a two. I don't think we need to go too much into detail on the why. We've pretty much talked about it the whole time. But I'm at the point where if by chance we're not doing this podcast when Jurassic World 3 comes out, I will not see that movie. Yes, we are. I, I am done. You're <laughs> I, not done. I, we, no, we no, are no, reviewing. What I mean is I'm done with the Jurassic World franchise. That's what I'm saying. So the only thing that's going to get me to go see Jurassic World 3 is, is doing this I podcast. have to do it for this podcast. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not seeing it. I'm tired of it. I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. They're not fun to me. They haven't been fun. You've known this. I was just like, eh, on Jurassic World 1. I, I don't really like any of them after Jurassic Park 1. So my, my hot take after seeing Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was that Jaws and Jurassic Park are the same franchise. You have one great movie, both by Spielberg, both with monsters, to start the series off. Everything after that is trash. Yeah, I don't, I don't and agree I, with that. I'm, take. I'm exaggerating a bit for Jurassic World, the first one, because I think I was between a two and a half and a three on that movie. And I think I gave it a three, but I, I don't know. I just that's what it is to me. Jaws and Jurassic Park are the same. <laughs> one great movie, <laughs> lots of bad movies. What about Megalodon? I don't know. Meg, hey, I, I, I think Meg has a chance to entertain me a lot more than Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom did. Wow. Okay. I mean, you have to think so too, right? <laughs> no. No? No. Okay. One thing uh, you would change. No, you skipped my favorite moment. What is your favorite moment? My favorite moment actually was the opening scene. That felt more like the original Jurassic Park. Cause I, and again, this kind of beating a dead horse. It was kind of a rehash of a scene from Jurassic Park. It was very kind of similar to the Newman scene where he's out in the rain trying to get something and the thing comes and spits on him. There's a guy in the rain trying to collect the DNA sample and people are trying to get away from him. I like that opening scene. You can't get after me for calling people by their names when you just use Newman. Wayne Knight. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows Wayne Knight Nobody either. knows who. But... There's a difference when if I say, <laughs> if you say Kate and I say Evangeline Lilly, people might put that I together. I did say Kate from Lost. <laughs> So yeah, that opening scene was my favorite. I liked. I thought how they shot the underwater giant thing, um, dinosaur. Yep. It was cool. I thought how they had it attacking was cool. It was suspenseful. It was dark. I was like, oh, we are off to a start. I, uh, one more comment on that. It irritated me that the one cool shot from the trailer of that big water ocean dinosaur going to eat the surfers was the entire shot. Was the entire shot. And 
not done until the very end of the movie as part of a sequence of, oh, the dinosaurs are out and about now. It's like, oh, man. Oh, what? You saw it in the trailer. Exactly. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Got my butt in the seat. Mm Mm-hmm. The one thing that you would change. I wouldn't make the movie. (laughs) That's what I'd change. End it. (laughs) Jurassic Park needs to stop. Don't make the movie. Ridiculous. So, theater or couch movie? Couch. And I'll, I'll, I'll cheat like you did. It's couch. Don't spend money on it. Popcorn movie. You're absolutely right. It might win a Razzie. It has potential to legitimately win a Razzie this year. <laughs> and if you liked what, you would like this movie. I said Jurassic Park 3. It kind of reminds me of one of the recent episodes that we did where um, we talked about Ocean's 8, where we said, look, if you hung around with Ocean's long enough through 13 and you still liked it, you're probably going to like this. So if you hung around through Jurassic Park 3 and you still like Jurassic Park 3, you'll probably like this movie because... Well, see, I disagree because I do like Jurassic Park 3 and I don't at all like this. Uh, true, but I mean, we're trying to give the best comparison to people. Yeah. So I'm not. it's not a guarantee that you will like this movie, but if you stuck with the Jurassic Park franchise that long and liked it, okay, you got a fair shot at liking this. Okay. But... Oh. One last thing before oh. we go, now that we've brought up the whole franchise, what's your rankings on Jurassic Park movies? Rankings? Okay. Well, obviously the first one is the best. So I'd probably have to go first one, then Jurassic World. So one, four, then Lost World, just two, three, and then this one. Okay. So one, four, two, three, five. So you are telling people that this movie is the worst Jurassic Park movie that you've seen? Hands down. Okay. I don't like Jurassic Park, so I don't know that my rankings will really matter. I would say one and then four and then whatever. Toss the next three up in the air and whichever one lands in whatever order. Oh, come on. This is significantly worse. You need to watch... Yeah, no. The other two and, and again. I, and I admit, I, I think I admitted this at the beginning of the you, podcast. You mentioned uh, it, yeah. I know I mentioned Lost World. I haven't seen Jurassic Park 3 since theaters either. I saw them each once in theaters, didn't like them, and never returned to it. So that's why I'm saying just throw them all up in the air, and whatever it lands, it lands. <laughs> but there's no... And even even number four, the first Jurassic World is not all that good, but it was a fine attempt at restarting something, whatever. And it had Chris Pratt. Fine, you got me. But <laughs> fool me once. <laughs> fool me twice. You can't fool me again. <laughs> You're not fooling, fooling me again. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Like usual, find us on Facebook. Leave us a message there. You can email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. And if you can, go out to the podcast store, which is now on uh, Apple has podcasts, but Google recently released a podcast app as well. I don't think we can rate it there, but whatever. Try and go out and rate us somewhere, whether it's Facebook. Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, whatever it is, because we can, we always like to see ratings. That's what help us help us get a little bit more listeners, which is what we're going for. But thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time.